I'm feeling a bit penitent this evening. I, you know, I, 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 I went and the priest gave me my reminder of being dust and ashes and returning to dust and ashes. And I, I realized I needed to have been disciplining myself better, particularly since I'm a woman. I mean, I, you know, the things I do and I'm, I'm, I'm actually really worried that one of the major things that I do all the time isn't right. I mean, I, 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 I have, I have my book and I've been reading and I think I've read this passage to you all before, but I, I need to, to start again. Um, where Paul in his letter to Timothy has been talking about how we pray, which is appropriate since we're, we're now in, in Ash Wednesday and it's Lent and we're needing to prepare ourselves for the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ um, and remembering what it means to have him as um, God, our God, our savior. And there's one God and one mediator of God and man, Jesus, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself a redemption for all a testimony in due times. And so we should be lifting up our hands and praying. But but then we get to the, the difficult passage. In like manner, women also in decent apparel. You will be happy to hear that when the ladies attend mass at St. John Cantius, many of us wear veils. I, I actually got veils for Christmas this year. So I have I have my veil that I'm, I must wear in mass. Adorning themselves with modesty and sobriety, not with plated hair or gold or pearls or costly attire. Well, I, the, the veils are very pretty, but they were handmade in England. I, I, does that count as costly? I mean, the, the, the impulse to worship in beauty ends up with us in ornamenting ourselves as brides for our Lord. I hope that's okay. But as it becometh women professing godliness with good works, let the women learn in silence with all subjection. Well, you know, at mass, that's actually okay, because, of course, the Cantius is served entirely by men, and there's only boys doing the altar service for the, the, the as altar boys, and the canons are as men, all of the priests are men, and no women ever preach there, although I have kind of given lectures in the parish hall in the basement. You can watch some of them on, on, on my YouTube channel and on Cantius's channel. But, but it's, but I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to use authority over the man, but to be in silence. We said this was ladies stream only, and we're kind of like looking in on what the men are saying. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not seduced. But the woman being seduced was in the transgression. Oh my goodness, we're, gonna, we're in difficulty. Yet she shall be saved through childbearing if she continue in faith and love and sanctification with sobriety. This is going to be a difficult stream. We really need to think through our place as women in talking about the Lord. Welcome to the Mosaic Ark.
told you. No, no. Why were you? You know, we got, she back chats me when we're, have you heard what's been going on at Unauthorized TV? It's quite the story. The pigeons are talking. So yeah, I hear it. <laughs> I'm not, so, you know, I, I think, I think I've only seen the cover for the, the, the dark stream tonight. Those of you who are not un unauthorized will have no idea what we're talking about. But it's it's been quite exciting the past couple weeks. Do we know what happened? Do we know actually what happened? Just vaguely. <laughs> okay, so I think the th the thing is that things get see that things get put they're live streamed first as we are doing here, right? And then. Yes. Those of us who are creators on the on the platform, the stream is automatically saved. Thank goodness we back up. <laughs> um, yes, I'm recording in OBS too, right? But so it's automatically saved into the unauthorized platform, but it doesn't necessarily post until people release it. And so, mm -hmm. I, as I understand it, there was a stream on Jim Bob's channel two weeks ago. It was February eighth. And yes. people were talking about it and, and there was a lot of, you know, telegramming and some stuff on Social Galactic. You guys, you got to get unauthorized so you can be in on the drama, right? And so we were, I was aware of the, of the Jim Bob stream and then it was posted into the Big Bear bonus streams, which is a different channel from Jim Bob's. And then it was in fact just released on Jim Bob's yesterday. <laughs> Oh, yes. it's been this, this, we will promise. It's like the Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> it has. It's been the, the, the Jim, the Jim Bob stream has been floating about being, being tracked by, by various of our, of our watchers. And so I think I actually did realize that I could watch this, this conversation in the bonus stream, but it's also been posted, I think on YouTube, this is out there, you guys. It's, it's, it's really out there. We'll put in our links, in our YouTube links, in our unauthorized links, the YouTube, the unauthorized places that we know it is. But if you know where the, where else it can be found, you know, let us know. There, 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 there are bears and pigeons and drakes a, a, a plenty. oh my, that can help you find this video. So what, what would happen in this video? What was it about? Why did it cause so much interest? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Jim, Bob, and Owen decided to do a debate on the Trinity. Did they? The Trinity? Yeah. Did Jim, Bob, not it's realize what he was doing? <laughs> this is the hot topic of the decade, I think. Well, as it should be. We should all be mm. talking about the Trinity and the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ as the second person of uh, the Son of God. I mean, what else would we talk about? I think this is I, I, many years ago, I, I'm having so much fun. I think, I think there's a kind of convergence happening right now in the time frames. Like the, the, it's like the Ghostbusters streams crossing, right? Some of you in out there in YouTube land may be aware of Project Veritas and what had just happened to um, James O'Keefe on Monday, yeah. uh, February 20th. Well, what's, what's fascinating about this is Monday, February 20th, 2017 was the day that Milo got deplatformed <laughs> magnificently with glorious <clears throat> fireworks and Simon and Schuster canceling his book contract and me getting caught up in the University of Chicago um, conversation. And I post, I post, there's a post on my blog, Fincy Barrett Prayer, please follow me. Um, 
where I I posted one the I've I've done a couple of blog posts that have gotten me famous. Right, one was three cheers for white men about chivalry and how important it is. That would that would make the, the that would made the feminist man. We should, have we done we no we need to do this is a women only stream maybe no we can't talk about that. Um, but the the other one the other one that got me somewhat infamous was the 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 post that I wrote on February twentieth, twenty seventeen, when I was just boiling with rage. I was so angry at, well, CPAC, right? Because they had canceled. So Simon and Schuster canceled Milo's book contract for Dangerous. He published it anyway, sold 250,000 copies. You can probably still buy it on Amazon if you're that late to the game. Um, but uh, CPAC had been inviting him, the conservative, whatever it is, blah, 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 to, to give a keynote speech at the end of the week. And they dropped him and I was furious because, of course, I'd been blogging and writing about Milo's tour and what he was showing us on campus. And when um, Berkeley blew up around him, the Divinity School at the University of Chicago, they have a newsletter where their mm -hmm. editor asked me to write something about what I saw as the significance of Milo's campus tour. And I said... It's showing us the, the the theological crisis that we're in. Am I so good? Mm. I am so good. This was 2017, <laughs> right? I knew in 2017, mark the date that we were in a massive theological crisis and that if we did not practice talking about the theological questions and what's interesting in the sightings article I was talking about how what Milo was saying was important for Christians, but that the universities were founded to be places in which people argued theology. And if mm -hmm. we wouldn't do it, it would spill out into the streets. Well, I am so right. I am going to be singing how right I was. I hope in eternity. <laughs> <laughs> because if we are in a theological crisis. So, of course, People are talking about the Trinity. Of course, they're talking about the incarnation. What else would we be talking about? It's literally the ground of our reality. I dropped my script. Let me dive now for it. Yeah. This is the week the Kraken was released. Was, it <laughs> was. It was this 2017, February 20, 2017, Monday was the the year the you know six years ago the kraken was released and it's it's totally mm -hmm. i find it totally appropriate that this is the week we do this because what i call i, I didn't close that parentheses i the <clears> other <throat> thing i did so i'd written the sightings article why milo scares students and faculty even more it it was true the fact i came out on a thursday the faculty got anxious um, so much mm -hmm. so that that the, the entire Divinity School wrote a letter, which has now subsequently been taken down. But oh well, I have screenshots um, to the effect that I was too diverse for their diversity. Right to this day, I am so radical <laughs> as a Christian that they won't cross list some of my courses in the history of Christianity. I need gangster signs. <laughs> <laughs> right you need a, yeah you need a very powerful subwoofer in the background pigeon i mean it's like okay the the owl thing was my when i was at rice studying oh yes new testament with yeah. Werner kelber phd from the divinity school of the university of chicago i was trained by the best to talk about our lord jesus christ the son of god <laughs> the second person of the trinity 
I mean, no, I, I actually, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this. We guys, you, we promise you, this is not the last stream on incarnation <clears throat> because I have found my, you see how pumped I am. I have found my next enormous giant project. In addition to our writing Draco Chemicus, we just finished stanza 100 of act one. Watch for this Kickstarter coming soon. We are so pumped right now to be talking about the, our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I say it again? <laughs> The Lord. Our Lord, Jesus Our Christ, Lord, Jesus the Son of Christ. God, the second person of the Trinity. And and the thing is that I have literally been training my entire academic career to be able to do this next huge project, which is how to read the Gospels, how to think about the Gospels, how to read them mm -hmm. in the in the historical context. It will be, in fact, in you know the commentary tradition, the meditational tradition, the litur liturgy of the Middle Ages. But it's also what we're working on in Drake Alchemicus to show in a mythological yeah. form what it means to recognize ourselves in this story. Yeah. You could say I was a little interested to listen to a debate on the Trinity, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Getting the feeling? <laughs> Maybe. Um, were you just listening? Well, you know, you know, we can't, the, the timelines are converging on all sorts of levels. So we, we start, we announced Draco Alchemicus about almost a year and a day less, right? On February 23rd last year, mm -hmm. it's a pigeon cloud, right? Casey has been playing with the AI gab, making pigeons in clouds. And, you know, the hers are great. They're really great. But our our, our, our comic artist, our human artist, um, Zay <laughs> is going to start doing drawings for us. He's he's so amazing. He's so beautiful and Portuguese yeah. and fa magnificent and fabulous. And please fund our Kickstarter so we can give our human artist support. Um I keep doing that. I lose my track. You're going to have to help me keep keep my thread here. Where did I just? You're do? in pigeon I, mode. I'm so in pigeon mode. I'm so flying. Yes. Oh, well, you've yes. Been... You asked me. Was did I just listen? Well, in fact, yeah. In fact, we we need to go to images here, right? Here we are. We go to images. Oh, look, look. There I am. In a previous one, right. <laughs> It's not quite two years exactly, but in April of 2021, I was there in <laughs> another stream with Owen. I it was so fun. It was so fun. So he had he had let me I so he had um I there right look and there and I'm holding this very book, the Holy Bible, the Holy Bible, reading from it. Because I knew how much Owen cared that Christians actually engage with the text, right? I'd, I'd, I'd been watching mm -hmm. his, his yes. I, I spent a long time listening to Owen when my stepfather was dying. This, this was actually quite significant. <clears throat> I, I, in November, December 2020, I was at my mom's. You've seen a, me stream from her basement, right? I was at my mom's. My stepfather was... You're always in basements. I'm not in a basement now. I'm in a, in a maid's room. <laughs> Cantius basement. Cantius basement. True. Mom's basement. True. My, the Cantius basement. My mom's basement. I speak from, I speak from the ground, yes. right? Um, that I was, I, so I was in my mom, I was at my mom's and I was, I, you know, it was hard, right? We were, we were literally waiting for yes. my stepfather to die. Um, he'd been sick for some years and in a wheelchair and with a spinal leak and, and things like that. So it was not COVID guys. But it was, it was, it, you know, it was emergency. It was, it was long. It was some weeks and Owen kept me going, right? I was, I, I would put his three or four hour streams on 
and walk, right? I, I walked through suburbs in um, my mom's city that I'd never seen. I'd been in high school there, right? And I'd never seen these streets. Some of them had been built since I'd been there, right? But I walked and I walked and I walked and I, I listened to him talk about the Tartaria stuff. I'm teaching a course right now on campus called Alt History that was inspired by the things that I heard Owen talking about that that autumn, that winter. What's no autumn? November, December, it's winter, autumn, whatever. Um, I, you know, he talked about the flat earth. I did a post about that. He talked about Tartaria and the alt history and the world fairs and, and storytelling, right? I knew how much Owen loved <clears throat> storytelling and scripts and understanding the place that we are in our scripts. So I was, I was actually, I mean, one, I was delighted that, that um, when Milo, I mean, obviously we had to plan this behind the scenes guys. When Milo invited me to come on the this, this stream with him, with Owen, because one, Owen had had me on his stream um, in September 2020, and I'd really enjoyed it. And we talked about Tolkien and storytelling and stuff. And so I was like, great, I want to talk with Owen more about mythology and storytelling and the way we find ourselves in stories, the way we script them, the way mm -hmm. You know, we as Christians, knowing that that Owen had talked a lot about, you know, the meaning of Christianity that winter, he was talking a lot about Christmas and I was walking around, you know, thinking about Christmas and time and and the, the, the seasons. And you and I have done some episodes on that now. Right. The Christmas dating and, and stuff like that. Yes. So I was I was just super duper. I'm monologuing, aren't I? Can I keep going? Is it OK? It's lady oh, stream. Oh, right. I do monologue. Okay. <laughs> Pigeon monologuing. Here we are. Here we are. I am going to let her talk. Don't you guys worry. Anyway, so um, I, I was very excited when Milo asked me to be in this intervention with Owen. And of course, it had to be three of us because look, 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 you know, when Owen is there talking to Milo and he's going, you know, it's the three, it's the three. We're going to talk about the three. And you can <clears> see <throat> in this moment that Milo has a plan. <laughs> and I thought I also knew because I'd watched Owen so much in learning about, you know, our my platmate, platform mate, right? Watched him yeah. talk. Yeah, I'd seen some of his punked episodes, right? And I knew how good he was at, you know, setting up these kinds of surprises, right? And you can yeah. see Milo <laughs> in that moment. Like we have a fun surprise for Owen. Here we are. We're going to talk about the Trinity, right? Because Owen had been talking a lot about the Trinity. We're going to talk about it, and but it's not going to be obviously just me. Because who am I? I'm I'm a girl, right? We're going to have yes, Doctor E. Michael Jones, esteemed Catholic writer. I I think Nick Ox was doing the the uh, uh, producing here, and so he made those those titles, right? Um, Nick is now mm -hmm. in prison. <clears throat> remember Nick in prison for January 6th. Yes. Right. We need to start a writing campaign so that he gets letters. There's some like difficult anyway, off stream. Okay. So, uh, you know, they have E. Michael Jones, who you, you all know I've done streams with, we put them on unauthorized. E. Michael Jones will talk to anybody. He has gone out there in the wild yeah. to talk to absolutely everybody who will have him on. And then he says, read my books because they're door stoppers that are worth wrestling with. And of course, the reason he was in this stream because he'd just been published the Logos book and, you know, gone deep into the, the philosophy and Hegel and stuff like that. It's not as theological as the stuff I do. My stuff is much more 
liturgical, devotional, prayer, mm. prayer focused. Um, e. Michael Jones's The Logos book is about the logos. It's about the, 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 the philosophical problem much more so than, than what I do. Right. So we have, we have E. Michael Jones there, which was great. And then we have Patrick Coffin, who is um, an absolute, I mean, his, his catchphrase is be a saint. What else is there? Um, he has been running his own streams and interviews for years now. Um, I've been on his stream and he just reran mine with him um, this, this past uh, New Year's. Cause it was a, a merry, a merry conversation. Patrick, mm. Patrick was very, very important because Patrick was the first. I mean, this is how brave this man is. The first to have Milo on his show after Diabolical came out. And Diabolical is, of course, I wrote the, pre go, the I use forward or preface, the thing that goes at the front. Um for the the book diabolical is milo's expose on the clerical abuse problem right and again it's like mm -hmm. this is yes. owen has talked so much about that problem in oswego right and 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 milo's written a book mm -hmm. about the, the the you know the fran you know why francis has to die because we need it we can't have him resign again although now pope benedict may rest in peace has has passed we have um one pope again <laughs> whatever i don't know i'm a medievalist it's usual we've <laughs> had this problem before of double popes and three popes and schisms and councils and stuff like that just pray right um it, it's not new one pope two pope what? three pope four <laughs> Sorry, it all sounds like a children's it song. It kind of it? is, right? It's like the yeah. guys, guys, go work it out. Not my, I'm a girl. Catherine of Siena tried to intervene with these guys. Okay, she's a saint. Maybe I should be a saint and keep intervening with them. But that, but Patrick has done so much work in his um, interviews. He interviews people all the time. Yes. who have been going through the lawsuits for the abuse cases who have been dealing with the seminaries, bringing lawsuits against this, you know, the, the, um, the actual hierarchy. Right. And Patrick, yeah. after diabolical came out, invited Milo on his show. Now this is enormous. Cause remember I started this little monologue, um, talking about when Milo was deplatformed in February 20th, 2017. Oh yes. And I still didn't say what I said. Yeah. You spineless cunts. To the conservatives who had watched Milo do his campus tour, champion babies in the womb, right? No more dead babies. Champion us who wanted people to have families and children. Champion, champion yeah. them. And when he got deplatformed on that day, where were they? Crickets. And he had said this in one of his talks, his Albuquerque talk about, you know, you Republicans... You don't stand up when people who have been on the front lines are come after. And so Rod Dreher picked that up and it ran and everybody knows that I said that, right? Oh my God. She's like, how rude is she? <clears throat> All right. So no, this is, this is literally it's like you say one thing and that's the only thing anybody's ever going to remember. Now I've said it on our yeah. stream and they'll pick it up and, you know, spread it around. Look, she talks like that. It's all right. You got the excuse. You're talking to me. She's talking to a convict. It's all right. That's true. In Australia, in Australia and England, it doesn't mean quite the same thing as it does in the United States. So it's not quite as rude. 
But I was so I was so angry, obviously, on that day, February twentieth, twenty seventeen, and nobody yeah. would have Milo on after that until Patrick. Gonna yeah. gonna cry. These guys are warriors. Absolute warriors. And Patrick had Milo on his stream and said, why are you gay? Why haven't you stopped? Why don't you come to Christ? And because Patrick had the courage to have Milo on his stream, my mascara is going to run. Then Michael Voris had him on. And then Eric Metaxas had him on. And then suddenly Milo was able to speak again. And he was there on Censored.TV with Gavin. And he was doing this show that we are now talking about on Censored.TV. The Friday Night's All Right. And, and we were going to be warriors together, right? We were going to bring Owen in to this tribe of warriors mm -hmm. who had been standing up against the lies and the deceit and the name calling. I was really proud to be there. I'm sorry, I got, went places I didn't plan to go. That's good. It's real. This is the reality of what you've all been doing. And fighting the media kraken. Oh man. It's not uh it's not a picnic. It's not a picnic. And you have to be you have to be cheerful. I've done, you know, I don't know how many streams I've done. A bit I mean, I'm not as not as quite as brave as E. Michael Jones in terms of how many people streams I will go on. <laughs> um and I don't have the, the, you know, the, the actual business platform that Patrick does. The thing, one of the fun things I learned about Patrick because of this intervention stream was he does card mm -hmm. tricks. How cool is that? Right. It's like, he does, <laughs> he does actually, he does like close in. I mean, I, you know, we, I did my tarot stream and we talked about cards, but he has, you know, he has, he yeah. has the, um, and he could do also number tricks and, and things like that. So it, it came up, of course it comes up because Milo knows these things, it's gonna come up. He's a magician, right? Um, but it's, it's you know, he's, it's a, it's a, it's a hand skill. It's a, it's a finesse, it's finesse right? Hmm. So I think, I, hmm, woo, woo. Right, okay, so. <laughs> You have an assembled cast of the planet's uh, most infamous and notorious Catholic warriors that suddenly join this uh, this punk situation. Okay, it was a punk situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and 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 it was it was it was a, okay. You know, you've been punked. Oh, can't you know like. <laughs> Sounds like a, it, that sounds like a piece of cake compared to the 2017. Well, indeed, and th and indeed, uh, through everything that we've been 
going through, right? It's like, mm. it, it was, it, and, and, you know, we all have things that we're still struggling with. I mean, I, I think, in fact, I, and now I'm, there are things I know about my friends and things I don't know about my friends. Everybody knows what Milo has struggled through, right? It was soon after this that he went through his ring in the in the sea and started his his sodomy clock saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um in fact I've lost my chronology on everything. I think I think this was this was I um I did a number of, of episodes with him in this this 2021 season and we talked about Yeats's poem and I went to New Jersey and we did a po another one about prayer and then we did this this one and um no I think actually yes yeah, so he he started his sodomy clock in summer 2020 and I was there for the statues episode but he didn't make it big in public until around now right this was actually this is this this intervention was actually after the the throwing his string in the in the ocean yeah so he'd been he'd been you know praying and 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 we've seen you know we've we've seen in his telegram he's also done things like actual um penitential physical penance to help prevent the the sin and um yes. you know this is this i just i'm so proud of him he's done so much he's he's right now posting in on social media about being in being with david delyden who was his godfather like literally um, for his confirmation last summer in Detroit, I got to meet David Delighton. Oh my gosh, you got okay. Um, we'll never get we'll never get to the to the scriptures if I start talking about David Delighton. David <laughs> Delighton is the one who made Dobbs versus Jackson happen. He's the one who saved the babies because he did those. Uh, talking about Project Veritas, David did the undercover Planned Parenthood videos mm -hmm. that showed that they were selling baby parts. And he's still out there for a signal for medical progress. We've sent him a copy of Centers and Gains. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, he's out there with the Center for Medical Progress going up against universities who do medical research with embryos, uh, uh, aborted <laughs> fetuses. Right. So Milo mm -hmm. and David are now having dinner in an Italian restaurant or something. I don't know. They were tweeting it. Right. Okay. So appropriate for Godson. Uh, appropriate for his, you know, say my wayward godson. Right. It's so, okay. So. <laughs> So this this is our crew, right? And here, and then mm -hmm. and then I learned, and then I learned that two weeks ago, Jim Bob joins the crew, right? He's he this crew, this this crew that de de will debate theology on camera yes. with brothers, right? And and he got he got so Jim Bob, um, who we all know because he does the little cartoons um, with. Um, very simple drawings, but very powerful messages, right? And he got one of his friends, Andrew Wilson, whom I'm not familiar with, but um, I looked him up a little bit after I watched some of the stream. And um, I think his wife does a lot of homeschooling, right? So these are, this is like, oh man, this is mm -hmm. like, we're, we have really good people on our team, right? Yeah, so so I was really excited to watch, watch this um, debate. Especially, especially yeah. because I've been in it. Yeah. <laughs> Me. I was there. How cool is I, that, right? I, I, I was I there. I hate to burst your bubble. I hate to burst your bubble. Why? What? But I was there. Look, look, I'm in the I'm in the screenshot. Rachel, Dr. Rachel Fulton Brown, Fancy Bear at Prayer. Are you sure? No, no, I I Are you showing I, I was in the intervention with Owen. What why are you doubting? But you know that I don't. 
Um, I don't know if, if, um, wait, wait, mm. somebody sent me a clip. Maybe, are you, I don't, somebody sent me, a, I don't so, really know how to best somebody your Somebody sent me a clip. Can I watch it now? Should I watch it now? Here it goes. I think you should. Establishes. And then I, we I saw, right, we saw Bill Nye of Catholicism, the Bill Nye of Catholicism. uh, pair up with the homosexual and some other That's magician. Magician. And did a horrific job, in my opinion. Uh, not only a disservice to Owen, not only was it trickery, but it was a terrible event. It was a terrible event. I, if I were Owen, I would have been like, oh, I, I'm right about this, definitely. All right. If I were him. So it makes sense to run from, from all of that. Right. So. Bill Nye, the logos. <laughs> he does wear a bow tie. Like Bill Nye. Homosexual. Reform sodomite. Who's going to start up a center for helping men who want to pray their way out of that. And magician. Okay, no, I, I, I just didn't hear. I'm, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to, I've got to play this again. Establishes. And then we saw, right, we saw Bill Nye of Catholicism, the Logos uh pair up with the homosexual and some other magician and did a horrific job in my opinion uh not only a disservice to owen not only was it trickery but it was a terrible event it was a terrible event i if i were owen i would have been like oh I, i'm right about this definitely all right if i were him so it makes sense to run from from all of that right so okay so it's trickery okay yeah kind of yeah we were punking him, but it's, it's the Bill Nye, no ghost, and the homosexual, sodomite, please, come on, that's the word he uses, uh, and the magician. Uh-huh. And it was a disser the disservice mess. to Owen, okay, okay. <laughs> what about, no, I, look, look, I, I refuse to believe that they don't mention me. I'm going to play it one more time. Establishes. And then we saw, right? We saw Bill Nye of Catholicism, the Logos, the Logos. Uh, pair up with the homosexual and some other magician and did a horrific job, in my opinion. Uh, not only a disservice to Owen, not only was it trickery, but it was a terrible event. It was a terrible event. I, if I were Owen, I would have been like, oh, I, I'm right about this, definitely. All right. If I were him. So it makes sense to run from from all of that, right? So now I'm really gonna cry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at your pain. <laughs> I, I was there, wasn't I? <laughs> look, look, I'm, 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 I'm look, no, 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 no. I've got screenshots. I've got screen. I've put the screenshot back up. How could they? How? How? How could? How? How could I not be there? Oh man, all this, all this fighting I've been doing and writing about theology and man, you know, you know, they tried to do this to me in academia, write me off. My, the divinity got, school, the divinity got, school said that got, I'm too diverse for their diversity and, and, and kicked me out of their associated faculty. You you got deplatformed from the intervention. <laughs> I got deplatformed from the inter. Yeah. 
Okay, I know yeah. I am I'm I'm in I'm in shock and awe. This cannot have been happening. Something some I think it's the worst one yet. Yeah. How, how do you mean the the well well no, I no, these guys. Come on. They like me. I'm sweet. Oh, no doubt. But for some reason I'm the reason... pretty one. <laughs> they needed me to be, you know, well, they made me Milo's the pretty one. <laughs> Especially now that I've been crying with my mascara. I I refuse to believe that these guys forgot that I was there. <clears throat> Maybe ooh. They did. No, 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 no. I think I I no. See, cause then 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 it would be like, so it, you know, I think so Owen was so overwhelmed, because clearly Jim Bob. No, there's something else going on. That it, it, it. Do you know what it feels like to be an NPC? In your own stream. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like that. That you, you get reduced to the bow tie, the magician's hat, the bouffant, and a book. Oh wait, this book. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have two theories. It's that that seems to be what happened. <clears throat> no, I I got I. What are your theories? What are your theories? Well, one theory was Milo put me on mute, and I didn't realize it. No. Oh come on, <laughs> Milo has kicked me out of his chat more times than I've had poems, at least. <laughs> That is, I, that, I, that's I true. his chat right now. But, Actually, no, I'm just silenced because I was posting. I he first 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 he um he 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 stopped my being able to text yesterday because because they were having a conversation. No, no, somebody was talking about how we needed educated Christians in Milo's chat to like bring it yes. up to some kind of standard, right? And I'm like, ooh, you rang, and then Milo muted me, but he only muted <laughs> not you. Oh, woman! Ooh, maybe that's it. He muted me because I'm a woman. <clears throat> and then, and then, so first he mutes me so that I can't text anymore in the in the chat. And then because I could still send voice messages, I read I read um, the Hour of Terse from Our Lady, uh, the Hours of Our Lady mm -hmm. in Latin, of course. And then I was accused of being a witch. <laughs> Ancient Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous. Deus in auditorium meum intende, domine adagivandum me festina. Whoop! Zingo! Right? We're now in the Psalms. Okay, so I, and, and I was, I, the other thing I was able to do was post polls, and I was posting questions about corgis, which got me described as, oh, she must, you know, her house must smell like so dogs, which I grant probably it might because I lost my sense of smell from a terrible sinus infection I had 20 years ago. Who knows what my house smells like? I have to rely on my... You're internetting while female, <gasps> so you're getting muted. That's it? Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think I should be upset? I mean, look, I've been, I've been, I've been deplatformed from my divinity school which technically i'm in the history department mm -hmm. so that's you know alas i do actually like my colleagues in the divinity school but they got nervous because you do because what are we gonna do with her she talks about prayer and actually like living as a christian 
okay so that 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 and then and then and then i get you know my wikipedia entry is mainly about that comment that i made when i was mad at the conservatives for for kicking milo out when you use the special convict mm -hmm. word spineless and <laughs> <laughs> and then and then let's see what else you know that th all these deep it's because i'm a woman yeah <clears throat> You're supposed to be silent in the kitchen. Well, clearly I'm not Apparently. supposed to be teaching men about our Lord. Am I? Well, that's complicated, isn't it? It's gotta be because I'm a woman. I, ooh, I know, I think it's actually quite simple. They didn't need to mute me. They just can't hear me. <laughs> which means no no this is great this is great we can talk about whatever we like yeah. right it's like it's i like that that's fantastic oh yeah yeah this is good this is good we can keep streaming and it will be like you know so we have the our our um uh window that we have that we stream through because that's the the, the sacraments window from cantius right which is our our pattern and it's like i was thinking yeah. about it. it's like it's like a lattice right it's like nuns we're nuns this is great we're nuns behind the lattice of the church and you know medieval nuns if they were like double communities or something or the priests always have to be doing the mass and so the women are like either up in the gallery or um you know if they're anchoresses so they live they live by themselves there's like squint in the wall where they have to look through and watch the the, the priest perform the mass we get to do that on the internet right we get to peer we get to watch the men and they can't hear us so we're peering through the cracks <laughs> and they can't see anything all right <laughs> they just, they simply so can't see us well, okay, okay, that well, that, that would, makes that would no, but that would explain it would it would it, it explain why not a single person who was at that intervention room remembers hearing you. I no, I I have I in defense of the Trinity. They didn't hear me. So Annie Isaiah and Annie Z says my theory no. RFB is the trickery. <laughs> Whatever. Right. No, I think so. Mm. Bernie Pitch, he was too interested in the sodomite. We don't know. We shall have Casey, she who shall not be named. Clearly, they, I mean, Jim Bob didn't name me, but I think, I think we've actually solved it. It's actually just that the guys can't hear me. Yeah. Well, okay. That, Expelliarmus, that means <laughs> we can talk about that, whatever we like. What should we talk about? Mm, let's talk about okay. women. <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about women doing um let's talk about women in the bible Ooh. where should we start Ooh. with the bad ones <laughs> bad women well there are some women i'm showing solomon here look solomon had this problem right because he had all those wives what did his wives do in Three Kings, he loved many strange women besides the daughter of Pharaoh, and women of Moab, and women of Ammon, and of Edom, and of Zidon, and of the Hethites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said to the children of Israel, you shall not go un unto them, neither shall any of them come into yours, for they will most certainly turn away your heart to follow your gods. 
got to watch for those women. And to these were Solomon joined with the most ardent love. And he had 700 wives as queens and 300 concubines. And the women turned away his heart. Man, women are dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, clearly now we're done, right? Timothy said you shouldn't listen to them because they turn you off from God. Okay. End of story. (laughs) Clearly end of story. Are you sure that's the end of the story? No, of course not. You think not? I mean, Solomon, because of these ladies, Solomon worshipped Ashtarte, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Moloch, the idol of the Ammonites. Clearly, if you hang out with women too much, you're going to be worshipping the baby baby eater. Hmm. Well, what was Solomon doing with all of his wives? Why why did he marry so many women in the first place? I think he got really rich. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had he had money, lots of money. Chariots and gold and I so I over the weekend I listened to Joseph I, and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and I want to start singing all of that right now. <laughs> gone into music i think we should i think we should this is the guilt stream um well he married he he would have married all of those uh foreign wives to form political alliances as well probably although casey is being very rude i'm not sure it was king solomon's heart that was controlling him casey see this is the (laughs) the reality of the lady stream is really guys you're, you're right. We should not be in your streams messing things up for you because we're like biological. Ladies be biological. I yeah. think he was having... <laughs> Casey, do you mean he was having sex with them? Goodness. How shocking. You were trying... You, Kilts, were trying to make this all elevated to political alliances. Please. He just wanted to have a, he yeah, wanted but, a lot of, I'm not going to keep doing. I was going to finish the comment by saying pussy is political, oh! but I didn't get to finish. Pussy is political. Oops. You're going to keep me saying these pussy. things. This stream is going to be clipped like nobody's business. Oh, that's fine. The, the guys won't even, they won't even hear it. Maybe if we put subtitles in, they might be able to read the strange hieroglyphics at the bottom repre- representing female speech forms. This could um, explain Milo. Yeah. He said he says he does not watch our stream. The witless prattle of women. Prattle, I give you. Witless, not at all. We are very witful. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I keep distracting so you. <laughs> no, it's fine. My brain's going off into all of these directions. It's like, okay. Here, I'm going to drink my drink for a little bit and you talk. Pussy. Milo doesn't watch this stream. Thank you. I'm thinking about Casey talking about <laughs> King Solomon's big D energy. I don't know where to land with this one. Um, <clears throat> this is this is why this is why women should not talk about men because we end up talking about how much we like them, and it gets us completely distracted. Well, did, did, did we like them? I, I don't. <laughs> yes, I like them. That's how I got in trouble the first time saying three cheers for them. <sighs> 
I'm a li- but I'm in a mood. You well, today I'm in a mood. Just because, just because a few guys couldn't hear me. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> well, okay. Allegedly. So no, this is um, Silent Draco <laughs> pirate problem. Solomon had a major stop on the caravan routes out of. Oh yes, now you guys are doing politics. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> there's there's obviously a lot going on here, but we want to talk about why the ladies loved Solomon, particularly one of them. Here we'll bring her in. There she is, bowing to him. I love this image. I, I just I want I want oh, I no no one. seriously yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to find a man that I would feel like doing this in front of right it's like bowing why is she bowing to Solomon what did this woman want so many things <laughs> I mean chapter nine of Chronicles if you want to follow along now Second Chronicles read it do you want me to read which yeah read. I like reading scripture. Here it is. Okay, this is the Douay Reims translation. So this is Second Paralipomenon. It's the same as Chronicles, chapter nine. And when the Queen of Saba, which we say is Sheba usually, but when the Queen of Saba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to try him with hard questions at Jerusalem, with great riches and camels, which carried spices, an abundance of gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she proposed to him all that was in her heart. And Solomon explained to her all that she proposed, and there was not anything that he did not make clear unto her. And when she had seen these things, to wit, the wisdom of Solomon, and the house which he had built, and the meats of his table, and the dwelling places of his servants, and the attendants of his officers, and their apparel, his cupbearers also, and their garments, and the victims which he offered in the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She was so astonished. And she said to the king, The word is true, which I heard in my country of thy virtues and wisdom. I did not believe them that told it until I came and my eyes had seen, and I had proved that scarce one half of thy wisdom had been told me. Thou hast exceeded the same with thy virtues. Happy are thy men and happy are thy servants who stand always before thee and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, who hath been pleased to set thee on his throne, King of the Lord, thy God. Because God loveth Israel and will preserve thee for them forever, therefore hath he made thee king over them to do judgment and justice. And she gave to the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold and spices in great abundance and mo most precious stones. There were no such spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. And the servants also of Hiram with the servants of Solomon brought gold from Ophir and the thyme trees and most precious stones. And the king made of the thyme trees stairs in the house of the Lord and the king's house and harps and psalteries for the singing men. Never were there seen such trees in the land of Judah. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Saba all that she desired and that she asked and many more things that she brought to him. So she returned and went to her own country with her servants. I'm finished. Oh, I've got you drifting off there. You're dreaming. You're dreaming of camels and spices and gold. I was. I was gone. Oh. See why is she bowing to him in this in this image, right? What does she want from him? Uh, she, 
she wanted uh well <laughs> a few things one of them being his wisdom because he was so famous for his it. wisdom fu bear fu man bear got it did she want his wisdom yes she wanted his wisdom hmm. yeah and that and 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 she came and asked him oh wait a minute are women supposed to do this solomon king of israel Pray to Lord, mm. to the Lord God for wisdom. And Sheba comes and asks him for it. And he gives it to her. Wisdom. Yep. She seems a little empowered. <laughs> well, she seems, she seems to want knowledge. She seems a little yes. liberated. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, I mean, is it liberated? I think it's, I, so what I do remember. Liberal, art, liberal arts liberation. Ooh, Nice. Mm. wisdom liberated in wisdom right yes i mean so she i mean she potentially shows up in the the song of songs which is king solomon's great poem right um of the beauty and talking about all of his brides and and say one is my dove my perfect oh no i jumped i blew it okay um my beautiful has gone down into his garden to the bed of aromatical spices to feed in the garden to gather lilies. I to my beloved and my beloved to me who feedeth among the lilies. Thou art beautiful, O my love, sweet and comely as Jerusalem, terrible as an army set in array. Um, and this is the, there are three score queens and four score concubines and young maidens without number. One is my dove. My perfect one is but one. She is the only one of her mother, the chosen of her that bore her. The daughters saw her and declared her most blessed. The queens and concubines, they praised her. Who is she that cometh forth as the morning rising, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, terrible as an army set in array? Anyway, I think about that when I, when I read about the Queen of Sheba coming and talking to him and desiring wisdom of him, because the song yeah. of Solomon is of this love for his, his, his bride but it's all, it's like this, this love wisdom, right? And this, I do remember, cause I was there in the intervention is what I read. For wisdom is more active than all active things and reaches everywhere by reason of her purity. For she is a vapor of the power of God and a certain pure emanation of the glory of the Almighty God, and therefore no defiled thing cometh into her. For she is the brightness of eternal light and the unspotted mirror of God's majesty in the image of his goodness. It goes on, right? And being but one, she can do all things, and remaining in herself the same, she reneweth all things, and through nations conveyeth herself into holy souls, and she maketh the friends of God and prophets. For God loveth none but him that dwelleth with wisdom. Um, that book is all, it's um, the wisdom of Solomon, um, written in the person of Solomon. There's, yes, there's like textual problems about whether it's, not, it's actually Solomon. But when we think about what does Sheba, the queen of Sheba, what's her name? The queen of, is, is. Um, uh, in the Ethiopic, it's Makeda. Which I can't remember that. Candace? Candace. No, not, not Candace. Candace. No, Makeda. Okay. Makeda. So Makeda yeah. from Ethiopia comes to him. Different boundaries. In okay. Days, that's yes. okay. We're not getting into history here. <laughs> getting right, into whether right. women talk about God. 
<laughs> and she comes and asks him for his wisdom. And this is the wisdom that's attributed to Solomon of love yes. and the 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 i mean i love this passage that i and i do i do remember reading this i i haven't watched rewatched the intervention for a while so i don't remember exactly why i was reading it but i know that what i wanted to get to was this feeling of being in the story and the mirroring and the vapor of his the pure emanation of the glory of the almighty god and the brightness of eternal light and the unspotted mirror of god's majesty and that everything that we are tending to everything that I've been tending to in my studies of these texts has been to understand what that wisdom is. I prayed for it when I was in college studying with Professor Kelber, who had done his PhD in divinity at the University of Chicago in the study of the scriptures. And I say, I, I was like the Queen of Sheba. So there, it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> praying to solomon tell me show me who are you i'm yes. getting more wine there's some stories tell us some stories about the queen of sheba and ethiopia well i, w I was thinking about this like on the mythological level not the historical yeah level. yeah yeah good well because uh, I, I we've spoken about this on a previous stream before and it's the national mythology of Ethiopia because this is the beginning of the Solomonic dynasty coming into Africa. So it's the foundational mythology of the Ethiopians. But it's the great meeting of um, this um, Sabian kingdom from the south coming up into Jerusalem. And it's, it's, it's almost like a... <clears throat> It's a, it's a story that's describing the thirst of the pagan nations for the God of Israel also, mm. because she's a pagan queen. So she comes as one of these, uh, like Solomon's other wives, worshipping strange gods. She's, she, she would have been at the time worshipping the Sibian moon gods and, uh, and practicing idolatry. And, and, you know, they had their own cults and everything, but she'd heard of the fame of, of, uh, Solomon in Jerusalem and so traveled up there to, to gain wisdom. So it's this um, mythological way of explaining the thirst for the pagan world for Christ, that they were in fact wanting to receive the wisdom that came through the, um, the children of Israel uh, in this way um, because Israel was created to... Uh, be the cradle for the Messiah to arrive in uh, in history. So Sheba ascends up into Jerusalem with all of her dromedaries and her servants and the spices and the gold and the precious stones and everything. She's offering all of the luxury and wealth of of the nations. And at the time, Saba was a very powerful kingdom. Mm -hmm. So uh, without getting into the history, but it was incredibly powerful. And... Um, moved all of this all of this luxury goods up to trade for something intangible which is quite a fascinating thing yes. isn't it i mean she's <laughs> offering <laughs> like that's money that's a lot of cash <laughs> for what i mean this is the the real value 
that this woman was seeking wasn't in the material goods because she was willing to just throw all of this stuff at him and say, okay, you can have it. I want what you've got. Wisdom. You have something better. You have wisdom. Mm. It's, it's wisdom. Chokmah. Uh, or in the Greek, Sophia. Wisdom is the principal thing. She wanted it. So she was she was there for a, for a really interesting trade deal. <laughs> of course, according to the Ethiopian tradition, she took more with her because um well we have we have here an image first of solomon with her and some kids Mm -hmm. so she does get the other stuff (laughs) just the wisdom she does (laughs) (laughs) he gives her a child and this passage right um and king solomon gave to the queen of saba all that she desired and that she asked and many more things than she brought to him so she returned and went to her own country with her servants. What mm-hmm. else did she take? Aha. Uh-huh. In the in the Cabranegist, Cabranegist, in the the legend of the Queen of Sheba and her meeting with uh, King Solomon, she leaves and she brings with her Israelites because in her meeting with King Solomon, she's converted to. She's, she wants to follow the temple religion of the Israelites. She's following the God of Israel. And she's going to put aside her uh, Sabean idols. And so Solomon gives her priests and all of the representatives of the, of the tribes, and they go with her as well. Of course, <laughs> they don't just take the priests, according to the story. They take the Ark of the Covenant from inside the temple. So she makes off with it and takes it back down with her into Africa, <laughs> scandalously. But the interesting thing is that no one ever accounted for it after that uh, period in the Israel Israel's history. It's strange. It vanishes. It no no never to be seen again. <laughs> so she made off with um, quite a lot of. okay so i i actually i i read a i read a good book about the ethiopian hidden 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 africa it's 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 sort of twinning the the modern ethiopian history with this this i mean they they now believe they have the ark um that that she has a child and he goes back to meet his father and 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 solomon sends the ark down with him it's one version that i've heard so one way or the other the ark the throne of of the lord ends up in ethiopia which is and is there to this day as the place i mean we we talked about this in the streams before but for those who are new (laughs) um the place where god becomes present and you know in the temple worship and um in the in and in the solomonic temple in the in the in the chronicles it's described how you know the ark in the Holy of Holies. I mean, last week we talked about the Egyptian imagery of the temples and the the sanctuaries and things like that. Well, here we have the ark is the not idol, right? It's it's the throne. Yes, <clears throat> but it's still handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, you're right. It was it was their son that took the ark, mm. not her. Um, but this was a handmade artifact. So 
it, it hadn't descended from the sky. It wasn't a direct, you know. Right. It's, it wasn't it's idolatry. It's particular from heaven. Well, it, in Indiana Jones, it's a radio for speaking to God, which I think is the most genius line ever written. Even if yep. Lucas didn't realize what he was writing, but yes, <laughs> yep. it yep. is actually human-made. It's an artifact with instructions from God. Uh, created uh, by the Hebrews after the Exodus, after the the, the instructions that was uh, that were given to God, uh, given to Moses from God, but um, it was a chest. It was an acacia chest covered with solid gold, and it had two cherubim on, on either side of it. So if if you if you saw the priest worshiping God in front of the Ark of the Covenant in the in the ancient times, it would appear as though that priest was committing an idolatry and worshiping the Ark. But he wasn't. He was worshiping God who spoke to him through the Ark. And the only way that Israel could speak to God was through the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. It was the only direct contact between the high priest of Israel and the God of Israel. That was it. So without the Ark, you don't have contact with God. It, it disappears. Without the ark, you don't have the the uh, ability to slaughter the victims for sacrifice, which were not human victims, they were animal victims. Mm -hmm. it, it completely disappears. So whoever holds the ark holds access to the God of Israel. They are able to practice a temple religion, communicating to, to God in this way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily the temple, it was the ark, because that was the seat of... Uh, of of contact with um with the divinity so this carrying off uh carrying off the ark from this particular place it's wrapped up in this search for wisdom i'm getting chills as you're talking this is so yeah. <laughs> well i mean i mean like i i how how to describe it the 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 son of the woman who was willing to give all the wealth on earth in exchange for wisdom ends up taking the uh, the radio to speak to God with him. Uh, it it's almost like doing that mirrors what his mother did in so many ways, mm. you know. Uh, and and so the child of the of, of wise King Solomon carries this carries this with him and, and takes it down into Africa and and, uh, and then the Israelite pr presence is established there but without Sheba doing this it never would have happened mm. so hmm so we kind of need the women in the story eh well that one yes <laughs> in order to speak to God Very much. you need a woman yes Ooh. Yes. You know, so I, I, I hear on the on the 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 the, uh, the internets that that Owen spent some time talking about how Paul was a little misled. Yeah, kid, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> in order to speak to God in this moment, we needed Sheba's intervention. Note word, and and her son yes yes oh goody you know you know why the <laughs> divinity school is frustrating with me right now because i i actually believe in the temple stuff 
<laughs> Go figure. It's it. It's in my books. Oh, which so radical? I'm so radical. I'm going back to the Old Testament, and actually believing the stories. And um, I, but I just saw. I just saw um, one of my my um, our graduate students sent me some photographs of my book, Mary in the Art of Prayer, in Blackwell's, which is the great. It's like I was going to say, the two greatest English speaking academic bookstores in the world. One's in Cambridge and the other's in Oxford and Oxford. Blackwell's is in Oxford. My book is there. And Yay. it's, it, 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 but it's shelved in two very interesting places. One is with, it looks like the history of Christianity. So there's things like medieval Christianity and some spiritual texts of history of Christianity. But the other one, it's, it's like, it's this kind of funny place to put it, but facing the, you know, it's like, you know how you could shelve books spine out or cover out so in this one the cover mm -hmm. is facing out and it's shelved among paul's letters <laughs> it's like commentaries on paul and there's mary the art of prayer by rachel fulton brown god is trolling god is trolling <laughs> <laughs> through at the That's moment the shelvers at blackwell's right showing here we speak to god through the ark yeah. Oh, goody. Let's talk about <clears throat> the next story. Okay. So that's the Old Testament. There's a lot of women in the Old Testament, but maybe, 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 maybe. Do we have another Ark story? Let me read this one. We talk, we've talked about this picture before because of manners, but we'll talk about it now for a different reason. And Mary, rising up in these days, went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zachary and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. She cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed art thou that hast believed, because those things shall be accomplished that were spoken to thee by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior because he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Because he that is mighty hath done great things to me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is from generation unto generations to them that fear him. He hath showed might in his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath received Israel his servant, being mindful of his mercy. And he sp as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and she returned to her own house. unlock how beautiful oh my gosh how beautiful 
Well, <clears throat> what a clear greeting <laughs> of Elizabeth uh, to the mother of our Lord. She knew who she was greeting. She knew. And uh, her baby John knew. As he leapt in her womb as soon as he heard the voice of uh, of the Virgin Mary. So this uh, this little uh, Judahite virgin is the fulfillment of the the temple religion of Israel. She is the mother of the consolation of Israel because it's through her that God stepped into our world and into our time. So she is the Ark of the Covenant of, of Israel renewed and restored. It's so beautiful. Without... I'm crying again. <laughs> <laughs> we... Um... It's funny. It's funny we get told not to teach the men, but the the, uh, the beginning of Christianity happened when Elizabeth saluted the the mother of Christ. It's two women. That was the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the beginning of the you know the most fav the most famous Catholic prayer with um, the exception of the Our Father, of course, but, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. These are the words of Elizabeth to her cousin. This isn't the um, invention of uh, Roman uh, mythological imagination this is the reality for the tribe of judah this is what the 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 woman who was hailing the mother of the messiah spoke out of her mouth when she first saw her so <clears throat> in this context our faith begins with a woman elizabeth recognizing mary Yes. In that moment, I mean, so there's a moment of faith when Mary says to the angel, let it be to me. Yes. But, but this is Elizabeth's faith, seeing Mary and that crying out, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And then the, you know, the numbers of times we've been told online that that's an inappropriate word. And I was like, it's in the Gospels. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Being told by people who are telling you read the Gospels to not say things when what you're saying is in fact scriptural utterly and that um what i also like here is the the first hymn of a christian the first the first liturgical utterance of of praise is mary's the magnificat that that, that if we are as christians singing praises to God, the first thing we say is, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. She's recognizing God's working in her, and that it, it you know, God has worked in her, that she is now pregnant. 
now we have we have some other we have some other passages to work through to figure out exactly what she's who she's pregnant with although luke is fairly clear um <laughs> but the, the you know the sort of basic level of christianity is a woman's song mm. well we felt the curse in a way that the men haven't felt mm. the curse of adam <laughs> because we started it <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but it's, you know, yeah. hideous and horrifying, but it's, it... the temptation of the woman, the temptation of, of Eden, the snake hissing, whispering, suggesting, <laughs> inserting doubt, like a kind of venom that enters the bloodstream of the consciousness. And then once it's in, it's <laughs> rushing everywhere and suddenly you're eating and you're disgraced then at that point it could have cut off <laughs> but it didn't adam followed so really human history started with a woman the the radical decision of a woman to upend the social order um and then the beginning of christianity the the restoration of time mm. again starts with a woman uh, you know i was thinking just earlier too if it had just been Mary and Joseph, her her uh, her her husband, it, it's there. There's no belief then. That's just a delusion. You know, it could be a delusional couple that have just decided to tell everybody that there's a, a immaculate pregnancy mm. and everything. Elizabeth hailing Mary in this passage is really important because um, there is no social benefit to Elizabeth receiving her in this way right she she would not have been uh willing to risk uh you know overlooking potential uh bad behavior in her cousin in that way and in the, in those in in that kind of culture just wouldn't have happened mm. uh she greeted her joyfully and you know warmly and uh her own baby jumps in the womb so the this passage it's it's wonderful i, I kind of you know i had have the visuals as you're reading it um the these are women that are very aware of of what is happening to them at that time you know mm. elizabeth knew she was talking to the ark she was talking to the 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 real ark the true ark not the acacia chest right the living one living ark mm. Yes, and I, we've mentioned this before, but it, it bears repeating because people don't seem to always hear. <laughs> um, no, that, um, because you're women. <laughs> no, that I mean, throughout the Middle Ages, people, the the commentators were completely conscious of the fact one that Mary is the Ark, and two that this story is is modeled on David bringing the Ark up to Jerusalem. Um, I, I I post a little a little invitation image. Um, around social media today saying you know what are the women the women are looking through the the lattice wondering what the men are talking about but the image that is in that picture um is david's wife michael watching him dancing in front of the ark mm. <laughs> and of course she doesn't think that's great because she thinks david has embarrassed himself um but the yeah. <laughs> the um i forgot where i was going 
that 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 the visitation is actually modeled on David bringing the ark into Jerusalem, and and so Elizabeth mm -hmm. welcoming Mary in this way is what, as you say, welcoming the ark. My Lord has come to yeah. me. This is this is and and in 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 the temple, the only way the Lord could come was in with his footstool, the throne, the mercy seat, the ark. Here it is. Mary herself is up in the hills. She's gone up into the hills and been welcomed and recognized by. Elizabeth as and, and I think there's some stories like Elizabeth is the is it the name of Aaron's wife or associated with Aaron there's a priestly role because Zacharias is obviously mm -hmm. he, he's the father of John the Baptist and Elizabeth is mother of John the Baptist and um, he is a priest in the temple and so Elizabeth in as the wife of the priest is recognizing Mary as the ark carrying the Lord Yes. Which suggests he's a little more than just a man. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, okay, so we have some more. This That was in Luke. There's another story that's in Luke that um, I'm very familiar with because it's used in the liturgies for the Feast of the Virgin Mary. Um, but it also has a very long tradition of commentary about which is the better way, which is a better life. This is Luke 10. <laughs> if you don't know the visitation, that's Luke 1. Okay, this is Luke 10. And now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain town. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sitting also at the Lord's feet heard his word. But Martha was busy about much serving, who stood and said, Lord, Hast thou no care that my sister hath left me alone to serve? Speak to her, therefore, that she help me. And the Lord answering said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, careful, and art troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary hath chosen the best part, which shall not be taken away from her. I mean, the best part is to be sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to him talk, <laughs> yes. not busy about much serving. And, you know, throughout the Middle Ages, there's a long tradition of commentary on the Mary, and Mary, as we say colloquially, the Mary and Martha story. This is Mary of Bethany rather than, to, uh, you know, the, the, the sisters of, of Lazarus in the, in the John story. And Jesus stays with them a lot, right? It's like they, they wait on him. Martha feeds yeah. him. But he still says to Mary, it's appropriate that she, a woman, women are supposed to be in the kitchen like Martha. Well, that's not what Jesus said. <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, she's chosen the best part, which is sitting at my feet, presumably like the Queen of Sheba did, hearing wisdom. Yes. The currency of the kingdom. Yeah. But I mean, it's like you'd say, imagine, so we had the image earlier with the, the priests before the ark. And as you rightly said, it was like, if you don't understand the ark as the, the radio for speaking to God as the place of the presence. Mm. They look like they're worshiping the, the cherubim. Um, that here now Mary, and, and these are all Tissot's drawings. We're 
Tiso did so many drawings of everything. We can illustrate all of our stories with Tiso. Um, Mary is simply yes. leaning up against the, the the step where Jesus is sitting, just drinking it in. All of the things, all of that wisdom that he is pouring out. And Martha is saying, why won't she help me in the kitchen? And he's saying, leave her alone. Yep. Yep. Let her drink. Let her drink. <laughs> You were drinking some fizzy water. Now I'm burping, right? We, we are such I incarnate was. beings that we burp. I had to stop drinking this because I started at the beginning of the stream and I started burping. It's not beer, but... <laughs> She very is, she's a very breathy, a very breathy under, under, un, down under woman. You, yeah. you, you, you convict, you convict speaker, you. Convict pirate, speech. Pi I'm a, if I'm a you know, pirate convict, I mean, who are we? The, 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 the pigeons, the, the internet. <sighs> oh, it's funny, isn't it? Having a destiny that's just, uh, so tied up in boats. <laughs> like the Christian story. But yeah, the the this this woman is at his feet. She's not in the kitchen. And she's she wants something better than housework, which would seem really rude to even people now. Mm. Yes, we I mean, have some of our chat saying Martha Stewart has her place. This is true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Imagine if I just can you imagine if I just said to you know half the women that I know? Oh no, I'm not going to help you today. Why? Oh, because I'm uh, I'm listening to a sermon. I'm busy sitting at the feet of the Lord, reading. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I had another thought about the painting as you said something, but it'll come to me later. The 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 where Mary's leaning and listening to Jesus. Mm. And Martha's carrying water, it looks like, and has a fire. This is not my, I, there's another, there's a, a different painting from the 19th century that I absolutely love as the Mary and Martha image. It's like just, it's so beautiful. And Mary's just drinking in, as I said, it's like, what, wouldn't you want to meet Jesus? <laughs> mm. God, I am going to trigger myself to cry on every other thought in this stream yeah. i mean queen of sheba got to meet solomon but mary and martha got to meet our lord well it gets better doesn't it girl things i he didn't he didn't have our lord christ he did not have a way of dealing with women that was typical of the of the times either nope <laughs> this is so going back to my completely this stream you guys realize is all about me <laughs> and her too but me no so no, in in my new testament class, i'm drinking this please now start burping um in in the um in the classes i took with professor kelber we did Letters of Paul, right? So I actually do have some appreciation of how complicated they are. Um, a Jesus in History course, which was very, very, it was mid-80s. So it was very interesting what what scholarship he had us reading. And then um, a Synoptic Gospels, which was the parallel Gospels and comparing 
you know, believe it or not, Christians have been aware since, oh, the big, basically the beginning that the gospels have different variants <laughs> of the story. Um, there's, this is, this is one of the things I want to work on in my scholarship, scholarly book that I'm trying to figure out how I will start writing one day. Um, that one of the things you need to know about how they read the gospels throughout antiquity is they had parallel versions with matching ver uh, uh, chapters and things like that, canon tables to show all of that because they were perfectly aware of the fact that they're different versions, right? So it's not news mm. to anybody that the scriptures have different different versions of the stories. But w I think in that class, what I wrote for Professor Kelber was a story about the way the women are in the stories. And he very he very generously and sweetly said, oh, that made me think about, you know, what I, what I might do to, he was, he was working on the gospel of Mark. So we had a whole like lesson on how to think about the way in which Mark was a transition from oral to written culture. We'll go there eventually, we promise. But I wrote, mm. I, 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 I wrote a paper on how important the women were in the gospels because I was in college. And of course I did all the women's stuff. It was the eighties. I even did a gender studies course. <laughs> <laughs> Anthropology was good. We read about Evita Perone. A balcony woman. That's even worse. <laughs> we'll get more musicals, right? Don't yeah. cry for me. No, I can't sing. Okay. <laughs> See what happens? You t you give them wisdom, and fifteen, you know, fifteen centuries later, they're standing on balconies telling everyone what to do. Well, they might. Um, they might. Okay, let's go to the next picture. They might do something even more outrageous. I, I ended up choosing a lot of Luke stories. So this is, I, and I actually did the synoptic thing. The story is told in the three synoptics, but I like Luke's version. So we're going to read that one. Cause it's got Pharisees in it too. And one of the Pharisees desired to eat with him. And he went into the house of the Pharisee and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman that was in the city, a sinner, when she knew that he sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. And standing behind at his feet, she began to wash his feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And the Pharisee who had invited him, seeing it, spoke within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would sure know surely who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to thee. But he said, Master, say it. A certain creditor had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And whereas they had not where, wherewith to pay, he forgave them both, which therefore of the two loveth him most. Simon answering said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said to him, Thou hast judged rightly. And turning to the woman, he said unto Simon, Dost thou see this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she with tears hath washed my feet, and with her hairs hast wiped them. Thou gavest me no kiss, but she since she came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but she with ointment hath anointed my feet. Wherefore I say to thee, many sins are forgiven her 
because she hath loved much. But to whom less is forgiven, he loveth less. And he said to her, Thy sins are forgiven thee. I'm just going to keep crying. <laughs> that is the most beautiful thing. How different. <clears throat> How different our Lord talks about fallen women. <laughs> oh yeah I'm an adulteress did you know that <laughs> I did <laughs> I read the blog oh good yes I put it out there <laughs> nobody knows now because it was so long ago but it I'm with me forever and I was trying to remind myself no that's not what Jesus said he said go and sin no more yeah don't, oh God, I'm just going to cry. Oh my God. Don't let them think that you are never forgiven. That's a sin too. Well, you carry it around with you forever. Because it's, it's a label that gets engraved into you. Mm -hmm. And then you get turned into an idol. Oh yeah. It's a kind of repository for people's self-loathing and shame so that they can put it onto you. Just like everybody does to the porn stars, you know, all of these guys that are shaking off all of their shame onto these digital idols and the women that are put into the positions where they they become illuminated golden calves for these men. And that's what the ancient fertility cults did to women. Christ understood this because he was living in Canaan. He, he understood exactly what the kind of strange gods that had been taking his own people away from him for so long over the centuries had been doing to women. Christ knew. Porn existed then. We're turned into whores very quickly. You know, I've said this like a lot on Telegram and I say it on the on the on the page, but uh I wasn't chased. I don't advertise it just because I don't want it to be normalized, but I'm not going to deny it either. I was not good. <laughs> and there's this strange temptation with Christians now that they'll say, oh, she's done OnlyFans and therefore she's bad. Like, you can, you can charge money for it or you can charge different things. Prostitution looks different in all sorts of different situations. So just because someone's not done an OnlyFans doesn't make them better than someone who did. The point is the idolization of women. It's turning us into machines, making us the AI idols of a man's own shame mechanisms. Christ knew this, and this woman had had the same problem, and she fell at his feet because she saw it. She understood. <sighs> the... <laughs> The king of Israel is not not another energy vampire. 
And not relying on people's broken batteries. To, um, to rule over them. He healed her. She touched him and he healed her. He healed her battery. Because it's a... It's a loss of virtue. And, like, how do you get it back when you've lost it? You know, it's kind of, um... One of those horrible things trying to explain to somebody... Uh... <laughs> it's gone. You don't get it back. When she got it back at his feet, she oiled his feet, and she cried at his feet, she got it back because the virtue comes out of Christ, it comes out of the Messiah. He's the one that anoints us, he gives us his virtue. Yep. And he knew that she was aware of what she was doing, she wanted her virtue back. So yeah, I'm gonna make myself cry now. But this is the... This is the just treatment of these kinds of people, and I belong in that category of woman. Rightly so, I should be stoned under the old law, and I would have been under the Torah. The men would have rightly been able to throw stones and murder me. Christ didn't throw stones. So we have to come back and repair our batteries at his feet, not anyone else's. The men can't do it. The men who think they can do it, they can't do yep. it. They're just throwing more shame on us. Because the temptation to create an idol is too strong. And even with us, women become an idol of a man if we're improperly... Uh, exalted. It has to be Christ first for all of us. It's especially important for the women. This is making me understand in a whole new way why they're the ones who witness chapter 24. <sighs> and on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. I'm not going to make it through. They came to the sepulcher. <laughs> Bringing this. I can do this. Bringing the spices which they had prepared. I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> Ash Wednesday, you you're a woman. Ash Wednesday, and they found the stone rolled back from the sepulchre. And going in, they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were astonished in their mind at this, behold, two men stood by them in shining apparel. And as they were afraid and bowed down their countenance towards the ground, they said unto them, Why seek you the living with the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and going back from the sepulchre, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary of James, and the other women that were with them, who told these things to the apostles. 
and these words seemed to them as idle tales, and they did not believe them. The women were at the cross. The women were at the tomb. Yep. I mean, what's fascinating is in the Middle Ages, they were perfectly well aware of this because there's a drama, a liturgical drama of, we can't cry, we can't speak right now because he's just weeping <laughs> for God, right? But the, the one of the, the, the um, earliest sort of liturgical play actings in the sense that there's a speaker and another speaker and such is the three Marys at the tomb, right? It's like these, you, you do, you know, devotions with the improperia and Christ calling out on the cross and things like that, but a sort of the witnessing, like you said, we've said with Elizabeth witnesses to Mary that she is the ark and here the women at the tomb witness to the resurrection and you know, the first thing that happens is none of the men believe them. So typical. <laughs> okay, you guys, we recognize we did choose stories to tell you tonight, but on the other hand, they're kind of the big ones. <laughs> how, yeah. how central the women's voices are. I mean, whatever Paul was up to saying the women should not preach to the men, well, guess what, guys? The women were praising the Lord. The women were begging for wisdom. The women were seated at the feet of the Lord. The women were the first to witness the resurrection and find the empty yeah. tomb. And the, the first, I mean, it does go on in Luke, but Peter rising up went and looked. <laughs> but the first thing that happens is the men don't believe them. Imagine that, right? Christianity hinges on believing well women, not believing all women, believing these women, <laughs> some of whom yes. were known to have been sinners before they witnessed to the Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> Stonable. Stonable. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes sense to me because only a shameless person would run to a tomb under, you know, a military guard mm. in the middle of the night. That makes sense to me. It takes a certain kind of bravery, a certain kind of no fucks to give left to run in those conditions. And uh, I mean, to think about it, the disciples had run. Peter had denied the Lord three times in one evening. I mean, Christ told him he would do it, but for the cock did crows, <laughs> cocks didn't didn't uh, <laughs> didn't get them through. The women were there. the The women were the the ones who were defying the the fear porn surrounding the the name calling. Oh, you're a Christian. You're a Christian. We've seen you. We've seen you with this rabbi. We've seen you with this rabbi. We've seen you with Jesus of of uh, of Nazareth. We know these ones are disciples of this rabbi. Women didn't care. They said, "Yeah, sure. So what? Yeah, we are. We're going to the tomb. What happens if we get caught? Doesn't matter. They didn't care about the Sanhedrin. They didn't care about Pharisees. They didn't care about Sadducees. They didn't care about Roman soldiers. They didn't care about Pontius Pilate. They cared about." The body of the Lord to anoint it with the spices that was appropriate for his burial that was denied to him because of the treatment that he got from his own people. And even the disciples that had been with him for those years, 
They were hiding in a room, and yet this woman is bad girl. <laughs> she was there with the spice. She was there with the spice. She didn't care. Yeah, she was the first one to see him alive. Oh yeah, I'm never gonna make the, the last one. The last one. This is this is. It's from John rather than Luke, but this you've got to have this one. If I can stop crying and see the text. <laughs> so they finally did persuade the men to come, and then they go home. But Mary stood at the sepulchre without weeping. Now, as she was weeping, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. She saw two angels in white, sitting one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been laid. They say to her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. When she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. But she knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus, Jesus saith to her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, thinking that it was the gardener, said to him, Sir, if thou hast taken him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turning saith to him, Rabboni. Golly. Which is to say, Master. Jesus saith to her, Do not touch me, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene cometh and telleth the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and these things he said to me. Whoa. She told everybody. And she called him Rabbi, Rabboni. He is our rabbi. No other one. We have one. This is why you keep getting kicked out of Milo's chat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I'm too Semitic for my own good. And I don't care. Like Magdalene. Because I've only got one rabbi. And I'm only ever going to have one rabbi. The others. We have one. He's our master. He's our Lord. He incarnated through the Ark of the Covenant, who is the Virgin Mary. She's the pride of Judah and uh, the consolation of Israel. Is the incarnation of God into time to visit us first in Judah under occupation in a wretched state, in a wretched condition. No more wretched than what Magdalene was in. <sighs> Completely 
demoralized and saturated by sin. So yeah, I get kicked out of a lot of chats. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you only live once <laughs> in christ i'm yoloing yes no it's the well what what who who else is going to recharge my battery where else am i going to get that energy i am a vampire i i need i need blood oh yeah right? we're i'm dead now who else is going to give it to me raboni so if anyone says oh why are you saying this or why are you saying that who's going to give you life Whose body and blood are you going to eat? Is it that one? No. Okay. So who's, who am I eating? So I'll listen to that one. It's, yeah. <laughs> the women understood. They knew who was. They knew who he was. The gardener. So. The gardener. Yeah. I love that detail. Yeah, that it's the gardener. She thinks he's the he gardener. Gardening. What garden yeah. is this? Yay. <laughs> oh, right. It's the one we got thrown out of first. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sorry. It's so metal. It's too good. It's too good. Right. And this is obviously <clears throat> what I have spent my scholarly career studying the way in which Christians have developed this understanding of the mystery but yes i believe it in this sense of where else i mean yeah. i think kilts as you were saying it's like where else are we going to turn this isn't a, this isn't the story you don't get to have there's no other story that shows us this truth that we are in it and i'm i'm as for my from i'm gonna like pull myself out of the tears right now um the the some of the stuff i'm reading right now for the big new think about the gospels project is um david strauss's david friedrich strauss's the life of jesus critically examined which george Eliot translates from the fourth german edition in the mid-19th century so yeah this is not news and the 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 big news that you know strauss and the germans at this time are all doing this sort of mythological historical criticism and saying it's basically all myth and what was difficult for the you know, the Christians at the time, the British and their empiricism, and therefore they like Tiso and all of his accurate historical drawings is they needed, measure, measure, measure. they needed Christ to be historically real. And so they were very fixed on proving the historical reality of the stories. And here mm -hmm. comes Strauss going, basically they're all myths. God, now I'm burping. So if they, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, right? Did you notice that Elizabeth filled with the Holy Bubbles. Spirit? What's the Holy Spirit, right? This is still the Trinity stream. Did you guys notice? We've been talking about, we met with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all mentioned in scripture. The mystery is how are they related? What kind of relationship do these characters in the story have? I mean, Thomas at the, the end of this chapter that I was just reading where Mary sees him and calls him Raboni, um, when uh, um, Thomas is there and Christ Jesus shows up resurrected and Thomas is saying, I don't believe that you're still actually, you're resurrected. And, and, yeah. and Jesus shows up and says um, to Thomas, put in thy finger hither and see my hands and bring hither thy hand and put it into my side and be not faithless, but believing touch me stick your hand in the wound in my side 
and you'll know. And what Thomas says is, Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, because thou hast seen me, Thomas, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and have believed. Many other signs also did Jesus in the sight of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now, one of the things Strauss does in his thing that I've started reading, I got to the genealogies of Christ. And yeah, the ones in Matthew and Luke are different, and that's a problem of mm -hmm. some sort, right? But one of the one of the difficulties, and this is where I got, I mean, I'm very happy that my book is in Blackwell's among the commentaries on Paul, um, because I did go off the edge to try to say, look, the medieval Christians understand Mary as the ark. They understand her as the place where God becomes present. They understand her through this temple imagery that yeah. Margaret Barker has, you know, tried to show is actually already there in the ancient ancient tradition. And one of the difficulties Christians have now is reading things like that you may have life in his name. Why would we care about the name? What is the name? Oh, right. It's the thing you always write without vowels if you're trying to say it as if you're not saying it, which is Adonai, which is Dominus, which is Lord, which is Yahweh. Jesus Christ is Lord. Whoever that is, it's God. Yes. <clears throat> the Lord steps through the ark. It doesn't make sense without that. It doesn't make any sense why Elizabeth would hail Mary the way she she did. Right. It makes absolutely no sense why the baby in her womb would leap at the at the at the voice of the virgin. Unless she is the ark of the new covenant of Israel. No sense whatsoever. So God steps into times. God takes on flesh, takes on the virgin's flesh to become man. Not losing his divinity. Fully human, fully divine. But then we get into a theological thing, which I won't get into. But it is it is the uh, incarnation of God through the living ark. Christianity makes no sense without this. No sense whatsoever. And we have the, you know, from the from the Coptic perspective, we have the the benefit, I shall I should say, of of never having lost our anchored, uh, uh, never having lost being anchored in that Old Testament temple imagery by the loss of our tradition, because we're still very much. Um, in a kind of ancient way of doing things and an ancient way of speaking about things and everything is liturgical and everything right. is anchored in liturgy, which we've not updated, which we've not changed. The time capsule of the Coptic world is that we've preserved this Israel as temple people. It's temple culture and Mary as Ark. So from our perspective, to discuss Christ without this is impossible. It's just impossible. So the Africans get it, <laughs> but we have we we have. I think I, I think in this way, it's a, it's a kind of cheeky troll from God too. You yeah. know, the, the Africans stole the ark. 
So now we have to remind every everyone who the Ark really is. Yes. You know, when the rest of the world, the rest of the Christian world forgot. We'll remind you again. The Ark is the, the Virgin. Our this, Lady of Zion. I, I, I dare say this is why Milo was so drawn to Africa. In his seeking. <laughs> yes. In his oh. sin. <laughs> it's difficult to so say no well. <laughs> that we are, we are, and so I, you know, I, I still, I, like the, the adultery and the longing and that we are drawn out, we are drawn into sin by our goodness as well. Um, because oh, yeah, we get hustled. Yeah, right. Satan hustles us, right? Satan, yeah, we get hustled. Satan yeah, hustled yeah, yeah. Eve, and Satan hustles yep. us now, and we. He tried to hustle Christ. And he tried to hustle Christ. Satan tried to hustle Jesus Christ in the wilderness when he was fasting. We're all in Lent. This is why you're you you have your ash on your forehead. We're all entering Lenten season together. I think that finally. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, but this is it. We're all fasting for Lent. Why are we fasting? We fast and pray because Christ, the first thing he did before he went on his, um, his, uh, you know, official mission, uh, was to go on and, and, and fast and pray in the wilderness, this monastic experience mm. and Satan, he, uh, the curse be upon mm. him, had the chutzpah to go up to the Lord and try and hustle him. So of course we all get hustled, and this is the thing. Christ provides the 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 pattern for us to follow to liberate us from this hustle. Otherwise, we're stuck in it forever. We just get gaslit into following mm. the suggestions of an immortal psychopath. Otherwise, <laughs> and, well, you know, and, and, and since we're on unauthorized and honoring our founder too, um, that the Vox has said that many many times that you you know he became a Christian when he understood evil is real and that Christ is the one who saves us from it. Yep. And I think yep. now that, now that we've wept our way through the, the stories of the ladies, um, hopefully you're starting to get to a place where we can do a better job at, at explaining at least what we see in Christ um, cause I think, so I did actually, you guys, obviously I watched all of, um, Jim Bobson Owen's discussion and um, I we may have conversation about that I don't know it, it's 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 hard to it, well no I mean I, the thing is obviously I hear a lot of things that are being said that I would unpack in eight hour in you know taking me eight hours to unpack yes. so we may it may take it I mean I, I warned you all on social galactic it may take some time to unpack right um but that what one of the things I thought Jim Bob said really well at the beginning is we're taught when you know thanks to Owen we're all talking about this it, it, it's it's yes. triggering because it's hard to look at you end up in tears um it's um the single most important thing we have to prey on and it makes us mm -hmm. have to look at ourselves and see how that mirror is pretty cloudy mm. Yes. So we've had some some valiant conversation. Silent Draco, all things are possible with God. Mel, glory to you, O word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Mortloaf Bear, welcome. 
I agree with whatever we were saying at the time. Silent Draco. Germanic tribes getting all literal and prosaic for far too long. Yes, well, we love our Germanic brethren, too. Casey. Evil is real, and Christ is the one who saves us from it. Amen. Well, that was quite an Ash Wednesday series. <laughs> do you think, think the guys are going to have heard us this time? I wonder if I do another intervention, whether they'll hear me. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Well, I suppose uh, we'll find out. I might be making more cartoons soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you for the artwork on the NPCs <laughs> and we hope everyone I don't know leaves comments for us and thoughts and oh yes read the scriptures yes praise be to our Lord Jesus Christ and hail Mary hail Mary we do have to get a better practice to say prayers at the end, but I think I'd say I think actually, um, yes, Mel's. I like Mel's. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs>